TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass, and this is the behavior edition of the show. And I always remind people that this show is unusual because um, most of the shows have pretty much the same theme and the same hosts, um, maybe different guests and different topics. But with Pet Talk, I alternate the show with Dr. Andrea Dennis, and when she's on the air, it's the medical edition of Pet Talk. So that is a little bit unique, uh, and sometimes I think people get us confused. Um, Not lately, but I've had people who called up and insisted uh, that they talk to me, and they, they didn't. I take notes doesn't sound familiar, didn't talk to me, (laughs) and then will proceed to call me doctor, and I have to explain, well, nope, don't play a doctor on TV, on the radio, more like a dog trainer. (laughs) So just to be clear, um, sometimes people call me up and they want to discuss maybe should they get a second opinion or something that is medically leaning that uh, maybe could be dealt with in a simple way, and certainly I've been around enough pets Uh, and animals and problems that, you know, I can offer some assistance. But if you have, you know, some kind of medical issue, well, you should probably go see an actual veterinarian in person. But if you wanted to get started with that, you could talk to Dr. Dennis when she's on the air. But if you have a question related to your pet's behavior, that is my specialty. That's what I've been doing for years and years and years. And um, somebody recently told me that, I thought this was funny, that I have an unbalanced life because I spend more time with animals than I do with humans. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, well, that's probably true. (laughs) But if I hadn't spent all of this time with animals, I wouldn't be able to share what I've learned over the years. So I think that if somebody wants to be good at something, there may end up being a little bit of unbalancing going on because you are spending so much time doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all the people over the years who have allowed me to help them. And when I'm helping somebody else, I'm learning too. So, you know, I've done this enough that I am infrequently surprised, but I can still be surprised. I can be surprised by certain types of issues that an animal might have, um, 
And I'm often surprised at what people are doing. And if I'm helping somebody, what I'm actually doing is trying to figure out not just what the pet is doing, but the dynamic of the pet and the person. Um, There are certain types of situations that, uh, to be honest with you, it's really not even so much a training issue as it is um, just – I don't know, kind of a, a misunderstanding or just an unrealistic expectation. Um, for instance, I remember somebody saying to me that they're gone 13 hours a day and they had no intention of having somebody come in to break up the day and they didn't foresee any change in their schedule and yet they were having a problem with housebreaking. Well, you know, (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. And and they said, well, they had had a previous dog that could wait 13 hours, and that's well and good. I'm sure you did. I know some dogs can. I don't think it's healthy, but I think they can. Um, But I suggested that maybe she try waiting 13 hours in between bathroom breaks and see how if she could do it. (laughs) And if she could do it, well, then call me back and maybe we can discuss it. But, you know, something like that obviously is is silly. But, you know, I I wouldn't know the word silly really quite describes it. But, you know, another example would be um, I remember and this is kind of a weird situation because most of the time golden retrievers are very social and they're very happy to have a lot of action and people and things happening around them and they want to be part of it and oftentimes if anything the problem that they might have is they're overly exuberant but I met this one particular golden retriever who was very happy when school was in session and the kids were not home and things were quiet and the dog was really quite miserable miserable by all of the action and friends and participation in social events and to the point that uh, they really needed to rehome the dog because they had a lot of kids, they had a lot of stuff, and they placed the dog in a very quiet kind of environment and the dog was thrilled and happy. So, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be instances where the situation is such that um, there's really nothing I can do for them because things are happening that are inappropriate and not changeable. Um, But a lot of times things are happening and people don't even know that something can be changed or what they could do about it. Sometimes it's simple. Um, Very often uh, I can suggest something, oh, well, just try this or just do that. And that's the end of the problem. But I can't always guarantee that. So what makes a situation difficult is where you need to put in a lot of steps before you can kind of solve the problem. And it might take some time. And if you're willing to put in the time and learn what you have to do, um, most problems are solvable. So, you know, I hate to say that there are situations that, you know, you you, kind of have to rehome a pet or it isn't solvable. Worst case scenario is – an animal, particularly a dog, uh, can be very dangerous. Um, I had a conversation with somebody uh, this past week, and uh, she described a dog who was about, oh, I think she said he was about 80 pounds, and uh, he was a mix, and I don't know if she knows this for a fact, but she said he was a half mastiff, and I'm not sure if she meant English mastiff. There's a lot of different types of mastiffs, and half bulldog. In any case, the dog pretty much unprovoked. I'm going to say unprovoked because she didn't really do anything. She just lifted her leg up and the dog was laying down next to her. And 
then he bit her, and the bite, as she described it, was the dog removed a piece of meat from her leg, which means that it went into the muscle tissue, and he actually chunked out a piece of tissue. That's a pretty severe bite. And then she went on to explain uh, several other occasions where what provoked this dog to bite was minimal, if anything, and the bites were quite severe breaking through um, the top layers into muscle tissue and also um, not just biting once, but biting multiple times for the same episode. And I had to say to her that um, I thought her dog was dangerous and I did not feel comfortable working with this dog because, um, you know, if anything goes wrong, somebody's going to get mauled. This dog has already shown that his bite inhibition is non-existent um, and that he doesn't doesn't take much to set him off. And if, you know, if I'm working with a dog that likes to steal your lunch off the counter, the worst case scenario is your dog's going to get a stomach ache. Maybe you're going to have some vet bills, throw up diarrhea, something, and you need to make a new lunch. But if I'm working with a dog that literally chunks out as she described, pieces of meat from your calf. Uh, I don't. I think this is very, very dangerous, and I think a lot of people get into denial about how bad a situation can be. And I, I really felt bad because she had, you know, her husband died, two of her other dogs passed away. It was horrible. But in in reality, if I were to try to help her. I would just be, in my opinion, giving her a false sense of security. And, um, you know, I've seen situations like this before. I remember there was another dog. This was many years ago. Similar kind of situation. I did not trust this dog. I thought this was a disaster waiting to happen. They didn't want to hear it. They hired another trainer, and they ended up getting badly mauled. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't I don't say that lightly. You know, I'm, I'm going to work with you, if you want me to work with you, and if I think it's even remotely doable, I will do it. Uh, and then the limitation becomes on you. Do you want to take the risk? Do you want to put the time in? But if I think a dog has crossed a line or is going to cross a line, no, not a good idea. Not a good idea for me, for them, for their neighbors, their friends, whatever. But anyway, I'm going off in a dark place here. So maybe we need to go to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. I think there's a concert with The Cure, who that just was, this weekend on the Cape. That's why I played that. But anyway, um, you're listening to the Behavior Edition today, and I just wanted to share the call-in numbers, which are 860-522-WTIC, which translates to 860-522-9842. And um, I'd love to talk to you. The lines are open. But if you want to talk to me but you don't feel like calling in today because you can't get to the phone, you don't have a question, you think of it later, or you don't want to be on the radio, you can contact me through my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com, and you will get my email address and also a phone number you can reach me off the air and I'd be happy to talk to you then as well so but again if you want to call on the show call in 860-522-WTIC so tomorrow um, I start a class in um, Windsor a group class it's sponsored by the town of Windsor and um, it's 
I cut the the registration at 10 people, and I have a level one and a level two group. Uh, level two is for people who have done training, usually with me, but I have other people come from other places. And um, I cut the level one group at 10 people. And I think there's one more opening, if I'm not mistaken. But I always have no idea what I'm going to walk into when I start a group. Um, imagine a group of people, nine, 10 dogs and people who don't have any training at all, maybe not very good manners. And I've had groups that you know, walking into the first class looks like some crazy, I don't even know what. Um, things change, obviously, hopefully, as the classes go on. Uh, so the difference between my beginner group on class number one versus my beginner group, even on class number three, even class number two, is a huge difference. So, you know, I have no idea uh, what that's going to be like tomorrow, but that should be fun. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm just sharing that with you. Uh, as I say, there, you can you can sign up if you don't live in Windsor, even though it's a town-sponsored program. And the next group I'm going to teach is um, going to be in the fall. I've opted to not teach in the summer because of the heat. Uh, the Windsor group has air conditioning. If I want to be in the room, I can turn the air conditioning on. My West Hartford group doesn't, and I have taught there in the past in the summer, but it can be really bad. And I think that most dogs do not like the heat, and some dogs really don't mind the cold at all. But if I had to pick, do dogs tolerate cold or heat? Most dogs tolerate cold better than heat, and I tolerate cold better than heat. I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, I don't mind at all when it's cold. I just wear more, more scarves and hats and whatever I need. And if I'm working with a dog and they get cold, we'll put stuff on them too, coats, boots, whatever they need. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just wanted to reach out explain that about the classes. But in any case, uh, one of the things that um, I find myself trying to explain to people is um, just how much variation exists in personalities of different animals. And it, any animal. I, I used to work in a zoo um, in uh, Syracuse, New York, the Burnett Park Zoo. And uh, one of my jobs was feeding orphan raccoons. <laughs> And if a little baby raccoon is hungry, they climb up the side of the cage and they make a lot of noise. And uh, some of the raccoons were very sweet and very easy to feed and others were like little maniacs. And, you know, so obviously even raccoons have different personalities, uh, different birds, mice. I don't care what it is. But, you know, I think very often people have a tendency to um, think of animals as being sort of oh, I don't know, if you love them, they're nice to you, and not being aware of all of the differences. And I remember, I don't know, a few weeks ago, somebody called in talking about something their cat did where it was whacking another cat because it didn't want him to eat the food. And uh, the presumption was that the one cat was didn't want the other cat to eat the food because it was a new food, and the, the cat that was doing the whacking was, uh, you know, protecting the cat from the potentially dangerous food. And I made the comment that I thought the cat was just being a jerk. <laughs> and that sounds so unscientific, but I'm going to tell you that, you know, I think sometimes that sort of explains things um, 
better than a scientific explanation. So the cat that I have right now, uh, her name is Freya. She's probably, well, how old is she? She's about eight. Uh, and she was abandoned, half starved, would have died had she not been picked up by somebody and then brought to me. And she likes to act like a jerk. And I think to her, I think it's a, a, some sort of mischievousness. Okay. So um, when I say jerk, I cover a lot of different grounds here, but she'll come up to the dogs um, and she doesn't have her claws out. So she's not actually trying to hurt them, but uh, she will whack them in the nose or whack them in the behind when they're walking by and they spin around and who did that and what are you doing? And and then she'll run away and then sit out of reach and just sort of swish her tail around, you know, almost like, ha, 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 sucker. And the other day she did something like this to two dogs at the same time and caused a problem between the two dogs because she kind of got them sort of annoyed with what she was doing. And seriously, I don't think she could have been more pleased with herself. And, you know, you're kind of being a jerk here. I mean, let, let's be honest. What, what are you doing? This is this is entertainment for you. Um, and I one time I was watching um, some dogs at my house. They were playing. And um, one of my dogs at the time was a female English Mastiff. And uh, she would like to watch the other dogs play. And she would cross her front feet and lay down and just sit there very stoically kind of watching, seeing everybody's playing by the rules. And, you know, she pretty much didn't want to get involved. She just was kind of paying attention. And if somebody went too far, she would and kind of, oh, no, we're not doing that. And she'd break it up. Well, one of the dogs in this little play group here was running in such a way as to lead the dog that was following him right across Eliza, my Mastiff. And it was real obvious when you're watching this that this dog was on purpose trying to get this dog to annoy Eliza, walk right in her face. And he was moving in such a way to avoid her, but having the other dog tag along in such a way that she would, this other dog would fall into her face or get her annoyed. This dog knew it was doing it. This was not an accident, I'm going to tell you right now. And somebody might say, ah, you're projecting into this. No, I really don't think I was. So, you know, one more kind of jerky behavior, perhaps we could say mischievousness, I don't know, but it was deliberate. And, you know, people don't think that uh, dogs plan these things out, but I can tell you some other examples of things that dogs do that require a little bit of foresight and maybe aren't always the nicest things to do, and cats too. But anyway, we need to go to a break and we'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A dog is a friend who takes your part, eats your food, and steals your heart. Hello. A dog is a friend. And welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And I will take your calls. I'm live. What's today's date? It's um, June 17th. And so I'm actually here in the studio. Sometimes we have to play repeats or something's pre recorded, and that can get a little confusing, but. Uh, not today. I'm right here. So if you want to call in, it's 860-522-WTIC, which is 860-522-9842. Or if you don't want to be on the air or call into the show and you want to talk to me some other time, check out my website, lorifassdogtraining.com, and it has all my contact information on there. So before the break, I was talking about how Animals have so many different types of personalities, and uh, I every once in a while I'll say that an animal is just being a jerk because, yeah, I think it, honestly sometimes I think it's the best way to describe it because there's no need for it. There's no anxiety. There's no feeling of noble protection. They're just, you know, maybe it's an, you know, some sort of self-fulfilling, annoying something or another. I mean, people can be jerks. Um, I'm not sure. That, that covers kind of a wider range than I have expertise of saying, but, uh, you know, I, I use it sort of non-specifically in some situations. But another instance is uh, I had a friend who had a dog who um, was a part German Shepherd, part Chow, and part Husky. And she was an absolute genius about selecting and being able to distinguish the difference between a dog who absolutely would not put up with any kind of shenanigans from her and those that would allow her to bully them. And her bullying consisted of sideswiping them, growling in their face, trying to push them down. And it wasn't as though, well, maybe in the past, she might have tried this and figured it out, I don't know, but she would select dogs that would let her do this and then she'd do it to them and if there was a dog that no they're not going to put up with that and if she tried it she would have been in trouble they would have retaliated and we could have had a serious consequence she wouldn't even go there but she absolutely knew uh i don't ever know her to have been wrong about this in terms of who she could and could not push around and so you know what is the point of that why are you doing this <laughs> there's no need for this um so Anyway, I put that into the category of jerkdom. So what I was saying before, too, is that very often um, people think that uh, animals don't think things through or don't understand sequencing of events. But um, 
I remember, and I may have told this on the air before, um, I had several dogs, and one of them was a Pomeranian who was about six pounds, and she used to spend a lot of time with my skipper, Key, who was about maybe 15 pounds. And, um, you know, he, he could be a jerk, <laughs> but she would want what he had, whether it was a toy or a snack or whatever the case may be. And obviously she couldn't take it from him because he was – you know, more than twice her size. So on several occasions, it happened twice. I got to admit, I fell for it twice. Um, she started screaming and crying like something had happened and she was hurt. And I ran down, what is going on? Did you do something? Uh, speaking to my skipper key. And then he was looking like a little guilty and what, what, what? And as soon as I came down with that kind of a demeanor, uh, he stopped what he was doing, and then she took what he had. So it's like, hmm, fishy. Happened again. Okay, fool me twice. You know that expression. So when it happened a third time, I said, nope, 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 not going to go for it. So she had to come up with plan B. So what's plan B? Plan B is she pretends somebody's at the door. She runs to the door barking like somebody's at the door. And, of course, you know, my skipper key fell for that. And he'd go see who's at the door and – uh there was nobody at the door. <laughs> so as soon as he went to the door, she'd run back and uh, she would uh, grab what he had. And that worked very effectively for a while. <laughs> so I figured, okay, you know, if you're going to keep falling for it, I'm, uh, whatever. So that's pretty smart. Anyway, I have a call here. Hi, Cindy. Hey, Lori. How are you? Good. How are you? What's up? Good. Um, me and my friend Griff are here. Um, I was calling to see if you still had slots for your level two class in Windsor. Yeah, I do. I Level two is typically an all, always a smaller group, which is yeah. nice. It's easier to teach a smaller group. And so far, yeah. I have three people in that group. And so okay. that means I've got seven more spots. Okay. And is it too late to sign up for tomorrow? or No, because I can. you can do it online. Yep. So, um, okay. you know, if you go to my website and then go to yep. the place where it says, you know, my yep. Windsor page, it'll tell you how to do it. And if and if okay. you have some kind of problem, then just come and um, then you can get it squared away with the office staff on Monday. Okay. Some, sounds good. I will try and do that because Chris has been doing better, but I think we're, we need a more level two now. Okay. A few, few right. little quirky <laughs> things that he still wants to do. Okay. Well, when you come to class, uh, yep. if you've been to my class before, I'm going to have you fill out an information form, even though yep. you know I might know some of the answers anyway. Um, so we're going to do yep. that. And then um, yep. my level two class doesn't have a curriculum. So we're just going to kind of survey people. Um, I, you know, there's going to be kind of a broad range of dogs in there, some younger, some older, some yep. more difficult. But, you know, I can tailor things a lot more yep. in my level two than I can in my level one. Okay. All right, great. Okay, great. Good to hear from you. All right, yeah. I'll look forward to seeing you, I'm sure. All right, we'll see you then. Yeah, all right, okay. thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Wow, I picked up the call without any glitches, and I hung up. Yay! <laughs> I, I don't know why that should be a problem for me at this point, but it still is. And I, I'm going to say that it's partially the equipment's fault, because sometimes I push the what I think is the right button. I think I'm right, and it's just not happening, so... It could be me, though. I don't know. Anyway, if you want to call on the show, um, I'm here until 2 o'clock, and the numbers are 860-522-WTIC, or 
same thing, 860-522-9842. And we were talking about um, how animals can have such different personalities. Um, and, uh, you know, I mostly deal with dogs because I am a professional dog trainer. But honestly, I've had cats longer than I've had dogs. And um, I've had a lot of cats. And a lot of people ask for help with their cats. And I'm more than happy to do what I can with that. But just to compare and contrast, I was talking about how my current cat, Freya, can be a little bit of a jerk. And um, just sort of comparing it, Freya to a previous cat that I had who I named Jade. Jade was probably, if not a Maine Coon, looked a lot like a Maine Coon. He was a big, huge, tabby cat with long hair. And um, this was in the 90s. I was leaving food out. It was before we had this big rabies problem going around, in which case I stopped leaving food out because skunks were coming and other weird animals. Anyway, I found Jade because he was coming and eating some of the food, and he was just bones. I mean, I could see the the skeleton in his head. That's how skinny he was, and um, he was covered with ticks. I've never seen an animal covered with this many ticks other than, you know, on a, a video or something, uh, and it took me a long time to get them off. It was awful, but he was the nicest cat that you would ever want to meet. He would go out of his way to make friends with other animals. Um, I had a little uh, Yorkie puppy that I was watching, and <laughs> this is disgusting, but he he caught a mouse and he pulled off the tail and he brought he kept bringing mouse tails to um, the little Yorkie puppy who couldn't have been more thrilled because it was exactly the size kind of little chew treat that would be good for a Yorkie, but you know, after the Yorkie put it in its mouth, I figured probably not a good idea to be feeding this Yorkie mouse tails. But he was being very sweet and very accommodating and was always nice to dogs and cats and humans and was very social and friendly. Um, but what was interesting about him was that uh, he wasn't just a big pushover. A lot of times people think that if an animal is nice, it's because... Um, you know, they're just squishy baby pushovers. Well, at the same time, I had a cat whose name was Furball. Furball was um, half Balinese, and he was all gray, and he looked like a furball. And Furball was kind of a jerk, <laughs> you know, swatting other animals for no reason and acting like he was all this and that. And um, he tried to do that to Jade, and Jade ignored him for the most part, but he pushed it too far one day, and... Well, not to put it any other way, Jade beat him up. <laughs> and then Furball realized, hey, not a good choice and didn't do it anymore. But Jade did not hold a resentment, did not, you know, have a vendetta against him. It was just like, you pushed it too far, buddy, and that's it. So, you know, some animals will hold grudges. Uh, there are some animals that are extremely forgiving, even, you know, let's say you're walking across the floor and you accidentally step on your cat or dog's tail. You know, of course, they're not going to like that. Uh, and most animals, if you say, oh, I'm sorry, they can kind of read your intent and they know you didn't mean it and they get over it pretty quickly. But um, I know animals that if you do that, they're going to give you side eye for the rest of the day and they're going to be annoyed about it. And, you know, um, I remember, you know, generally speaking, I don't attribute animals as doing things out of spite, uh, but I I think this 
I, I don't even know if spite is quite it, but I remember somebody telling me a story about where she would go and she would walk a friend's two dogs. And for whatever reason, on this one particular day, she decided she was going to walk one of them and she didn't have time to walk the other. I don't know why. I don't even know why that would be. Um, so the details of that, I don't know. I just know that's what happened. And when she came back after having walked the one dog without the other dog, the dog that she didn't walk came up and nipped her. And that was completely uncharacteristic. And, you know, honestly, I would say that that animal is showing resentment. You didn't take me. I'm mad. I'm going to give you a nip. And, you know, again, that takes a fair amount of thought and emotional content, which is much deeper and more complex than I think a lot of people give animals credit for. And when you're dealing with animals and behavior issues and trying to solve problems and trying to get dogs to understand things, you have to take those things into account. Because if you're trying to do a one-size-fits-all, well, it just doesn't really work very well. I think we need to go to another break, so we will be right back. WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass. And if you want to call in, you just have a few more minutes. I'm here until 2 o'clock. And if you want to call in, call in now at 860-522-WTIC or 860-522-9842, which is the same number, just translated numerically. And if you want to contact me off the air, that's great too. Just check out my website, loriefastdogtraining.com, and you can get my email and you can get my phone number. And I was just looking at my own website while I'm here because I can look at the computer and I realized that I don't have the updated dates for when I'm going to be back on the air. They're just listing my May dates. I'm not sure what's going on with that. So I have to get on that. But anyway, I'm not sure. Do we um, do we have a show on July 1st? Do you know? Okay. I'm not sure either. I, but anyway, usually I say check my website, but I'll, I'll update it soon to, if you want to know when I'm going to be on the air. I don't even know myself, so it's, it's, it's not a strict rotation. Sometimes people think, well, I'm on one week, Dr. Dennis is on the next week, and then that gets all thrown in a knot when we have sports programming or somebody's schedule conflicts. Um, so, you know, I have to check my own appointment book and my own website, which isn't updated, so we've got to fix that. Anyway, before the break, I was talking about just how different animals can be, and uh, even from moment to moment. And one of the things I was talking about is uh, how forgiving an animal might be. Some animals are very forgiving, and they can go through very horrible things. Um, I know animals that have had uh, a lot of trauma, and as soon as anybody shows any sign of kindness, they are very forgiving. They may have fear and trauma, but they're not they're not angry or resentful. And uh, I can't say that, you know, other animals that have been through similar trauma don't have more anger, angry, resentful types of feelings. And I gave a couple of examples before the break. But, uh, you know, how difficult an animal is isn't necessarily reflective of how forgiving they might be. So I work with a lot of dogs who are just terribly spoiled. <laughs> and 
are not used to any form of structure or limitation. So if they want something, they want to get it, however they're going to get it. They don't listen to anybody. They do what they want. And um, one of the very first things that I teach is leash manners. And leash manners means that if I'm standing here and you're on a leash, we're staying here. We're not going anywhere, which includes if I'm sitting in a chair or Inside, outside, doesn't really matter. And then, of course, if we're going, we're going. We're not stopping just because you plop down like a pancake um, and other things. But, you know, at the very least, if I'm holding your leash and I'm sitting there, we're not going somewhere. And I remember I was working with this little dog, very, very cute, adorable little dog who was like a little terror because he'd bitten several people as cute as he was. And um, I was sitting in a chair holding him on a leash And, oh, boy, he did not like that. And he threw the most crazy temper tantrum. If if somebody was watching me do this, they might want to call the Humane Society. (laughs) Because he was screaming and flipping around and rolling like an alligator and acting like I was killing him. I wasn't doing anything. I was just not moving. And I was not letting him go. And uh, the two women, it was a an adult woman and her older mother who the dog really liked to pick on, they were looking at me. They were obviously were very distressed because they thought I was, you know, something horrible was happening. I said, give him a minute, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll settle down. And uh, it probably was about a minute, but if you have a dog who's throwing a tantrum, you know, imagine a two-year-old throwing a tantrum, that can seem like it lasts forever too. <laughs> I remember when my son was little, he'd throw these tantrums and the next minute he'd be sleeping. So dogs can do that. So this dog threw this horrible, horrible tantrum. And then after about a minute, he realized that wasn't going to work, not buying it. And he just settled down. No problem. He said, okay, well, I guess I have to accept we're not going anywhere. But he was also quite forgiving about it because I wasn't doing anything uh, that was unreasonable. I think that animals have a sense of fairness if you treat them fairly, even if they don't like that you're setting limits. They're usually much more forgiving than if you're doing something, you know, if you're doing something, I think animals can tell the difference between unfairness, maliciousness, being fair, and not being fair. So as soon as this little guy stopped throwing his tantrum, he was my friend. He's, oh, hey, hi, Lori, how you doing there, buddy? And we went, we moved on from there. So (laughs) anyway, you know, it's just interesting to see how many variables there are in uh, different personalities and how dogs go from one mood to another mood and same thing with cats. And, you know, it it is, for me, it's very fun to work with all these different types of personalities. But uh, anyhow, we're we're going to have to wrap up the show because it's almost two o'clock. And I'm not sure when I'm going to be on the air again. I'm not even sure when the next show is. I think I think Dr. Dennis is on next week, but I'm not 100% positive on that. Anyway, so until next time, uh, if you have any questions, uh, contact me off the air. And thanks for tuning into the show. And uh, I hope we don't get, have a horrible rest of the day. And I think tomorrow's weather is supposed to be much nicer. So that's it. Bye-bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.